Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I'm very excited to have another guest. This one is Client is Mine and business mentor, Libby Knight. So welcome to the podcast, Libby. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me today. And I've just described you as a business mentor, which is one of those labels which can cover a whole multitude of things. And I know that you, the way you work is not necessarily the same as other business mentors. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, first of all? Yes, of course. So um, being a business mentor means that I work, and I work predominantly with female entrepreneurs, and I help them to take their big ideas, their business ideas, and actually make them real because often as creative entrepreneurs, we have lots and lots of great ideas, but we're not sure what to do with them, which ones we should choose, how to bring them to life, if we should, and if it's the right thing to do. So that's what I'm there for. People often come to me with one issue. So it might be that they feel they're winging it or that they've got this great idea that they want to pivot their business. And I'm there to help guide them, but also to be a sounding board and to dig under the surface of these thoughts and ideas that they've got so that they do come out with a solution that suits them and they do create the business that is sustainable. That's so important to have a sustainable business. And I help them to find ways of working that make them happy. You know, we, we spend a lot of time working on our business and we've got to be happy doing it. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. We burn out or we work hard, but we haven't you know, worked out how to maintain that level of focus. So I help people with their clarity. Um, so, yeah, that's really what I'm there to do. So sometimes it's about, it, there's a lot of listening and sometimes I reframe their thoughts back to them, which brings a lot of clarity because people are so overwhelmed with the amount of mind clutter and you know being very, very busy, having lots of responsibilities as, as women in business. So for me, it's about simplifying and helping them to work in a way that brings them joy and isn't overwhelming but brings them the results they want but it needs to be in a way that's aligned with them because we need to enjoy the process it's not just about that big vision the future it's about enjoying the journey as well absolutely and it's very interesting that you know when you follow other people online it's very easy to get swayed by what other people are doing and forgetting that it's your journey and it's your life and it's got to make you know your heart sing and work for you Absolutely. It doesn't have to be complicated and it can be fun. Yes, sometimes it can be hard work, but that doesn't mean that it has to be a slog or that we have to, that we can't enjoy the process. So there are a lot of voices out there. There are a lot of opinions, but it's about learning for the next step. When we start, we know we have some knowledge gaps. We need to learn how to build a business online perhaps they haven't built a business before so there is a big learning curve we tend to learn an awful lot 
because there are, is a lot of information coming at us. And in this day and age, it's complete information overload and it can become overwhelming. So we learn and we learn and we learn. But without context, it can only go so far. When we learn for the next step in our business, we know why we're learning what we're learning because we need it. You know, we've come to that point where we can't go forward unless we learn this next skill or work with this next person. So once we've had that initial learning curve, sometimes it's best to step back and only learn with purpose. Because as you say, there's so much information coming at us, so many gurus, so many opinions, and everybody's got an agenda. They are promoting their way, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily the right way for you. So find the way that works for you. Absolutely. And I know probably um, like others listening to this podcast, I've certainly suffered from shiny object syndrome in the past, and I'm trying to get much better at signing up to things which actually just meet my need. So, you know, and I have done that this year, I've invested in a number of things which are meeting a need that I have rather than thinking, oh, that sounds good and delving into something else and going off on a track that's not necessarily mine. Um, Yes. And it's really important to not assume that someone has a magic wand and can build your business for you and has the magic answer. Like you say, it's about finding the learning and the techniques that suit you because it's you that's doing the work. So when somebody says, I can get you this level of business in this time frame, they can't guarantee that because they're not doing the work. You are. So it is about finding ways that help you in your self-development, your business development. So searching out the help that will help you to get from where you are now to where you want to be. We hear, hear that phrase a lot, but you can't get there without the right type of help and without doing the work. So you've got to find methods that you can sustain that work for you. And we all work in different ways. We're not robots. You know, we know from those school days where some people thrive and others don't because there was one way of being taught and one way of learning and it doesn't suit everybody. And that's the same in adulthood. We learn in different ways. So we might want the same result, but we may take a different journey to get there. We may follow somebody different. We may take a different course and we may get the same result, but the journey was very different. So it's about finding, and this is what I love to do, is finding out how people learn so that I can provide them a solution that works for them. So I actually want to come on to overwhelm in a minute because I know you touched on it there. But before I do, how did you get into doing this? Because I know that you haven't always been a a business mentor. So um, when my daughter was at primary school, I did a biochemistry degree and I didn't know quite what I was going to do with it. I just knew that it would be a good, solid degree and would keep my options open. And I put my CV online and I was found by somebody who was looking for somebody with a life science degree for a sales job. So I went into sales of large laboratory equipment and I had, you know, did that for about 10 years through various different promotions to different companies, ended up as global sales and marketing manager for a manufacturer up in Cambridge. And I loved my job. I was the head of the marketing and sales department. I was very involved in the whole business strategy. I worked with uh, the R&D department in product development. 
So it was very varied, absolutely loved it. But one day I lost my voice and it didn't come back for three months. And I had all the tests to see if it was something, you know, suspect and nothing showed up. I had endoscopies, scans, all sorts, nothing showed up. And somebody said to me, is it stress? I was like, no, I don't get stressed. <laughs> and uh, it turned out that I was run down because I was literally living out of a suitcase. I think I spent two whole weeks at home a year because I was traveling all the time. My daughter had grown up, um, so she didn't need me to be there all the time. And I had family close by. And it just happened that my job, I wasn't expecting it, them to expect me to be there all the time. And also there was a lot of travel because of the nature of what I did. and. It just got, it caught up with me as much as I loved it. And I was really sad to leave, but I knew that this was a warning sign. And that's why I'm so keen for everybody I work with to have a good life, work-life balance. Because I'd lost mine completely. I was living and working. Even my social life was around work. I didn't really have a community where I lived. So when I left, either I was going to go back into a similar job and end up right where I started and it wasn't going to solve the problem. So I decided to start helping people to run their businesses because I had so much business experience. And one of the things I was determined to do was to create a community actually where I lived, you know, to, to recreate that balance. So I started with one project and it was more of a marketing project and soon realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. I did think I might go more into the corporate side, but actually what I loved doing was just working with women like myself who were building a business, wanted balance, busy women, you know, trying to juggle lots of different things and help them to grow their business to know what to prioritize, how to manage their time, how to run a simple, you know, a simple business based on simple systems that they could run alongside family and sometimes another job, but also have me time, you know, so that it was sustainable. And it's quite a lonely world. A lot of people find that their families don't really get what they do. So creating a community. I have a membership now, so creating a community where people can come together and they know that the people in the room get it. We've all got different experiences, but they understand, support one another, lift one another. So that's kind of how it evolved. It came from my experience in business. There is still a big learning curve because being within a corporate environment and a corporate structure is very different to being self-employed. You are your own boss, the only person in your way, as it were, in this world, is you and your mind. And so I do work a lot on mindset and, and help other people to do the same because even if, I think this is why a lot of people, women who come out of the corporate world struggle to run their own businesses because they've got all the knowledge and it should be easy, but it's not. And so, so there are very different challenges, I think, to being in, having come from the corporate world myself, from being in the corporate world and a lot of my clients most of my clients actually come have been in the corporate world before they set up their own business and it might have been a while ago but those those habits and things that you get into in the corporate world there's a lot of good in the corporate world but there's also a lot of things which are not helpful when you're running your own business 
Yes, and also things from our past. So, for example, I do done a lot of work on my money mindset, and I help my clients to do that too because we are brought up to be very frugal with money perhaps or to have certain beliefs around money or beliefs around people who make money about you know wealth so it's the mindset side that is crucial to being able to implement the skills so it's both sides you can learn all the techniques and tactics and in the world and take action every day but you can only go so far if you haven't got your mindset in place as well so that's why I like to do a combination of the two. And that's something that has evolved over time. I went in thinking I'm a very practical person. I've always sort of made my own way. I haven't let anybody get in, in my way. I've got a few stories about that. Um, and I made very fast progress. But in, 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 in the corporate world, that's fine. Because you are there to fulfill a role. You've got a job spec to fill. But in the entrepreneurial world it can be whatever you want it to be and all that's almost too much choice yeah uh, that so flexibility that's... is both a, a blessing and a curse isn't it because if yeah, you want that's... to sit on the sofa all day just flicking through a magazine there's nobody to stop you doing that whereas in the corporate world you can't do that but then again it, it means that you can choose the path that you want to follow which you can't do in the corporate world Yes, it is absolutely a blessing because there are so many positives. There's so much freedom. For me, you know, if I want to travel for work, I, I can, but I don't have to. It's things like that. You know, it's having, I always thought I had a lot of autonomy in my business, but now obviously it's endless. You, you run your business how you want to run it. And, but on the other side, yes, your biggest challenge is understanding all those learned behaviors and all the things that now dictate your upper limit so when you hit that comfort zone it will trace back to something that happened very early in your life and it's fascinating how that child that you were you think back and, and you can trace back where something starts and you think well that's silly why is that bothering me now I'm a you know 45 year old 50 year old 60 year old woman whatever you happen to be but it's not about who you are now. It's about who you were when those things were said to you or when you had that experience and you're still that, that child is still inside you. So that side of things fascinates me as well. And if we can identify these things, they won't go away, but we can replace them with new thoughts and new beliefs. And that is often the key to the success of a business. What do you think are the biggest blocks that you tend to see, particularly with female entrepreneurs? Is it money mindset or rather other blocks which are much more common than that? A lot of it is money mindset. And um, when we've dug into it, it's phrases like your parents would say, oh, you know, the people on the other side of town, they're so flashy. Or you see on the media all the time, you see that rich people are not nice people, they're mean, they look down on everybody. And of course, that, that's money doesn't make you like that. Money just amplifies who you already are. So if you're nice, you'll be, you can be more generous. If you're not a nice person, it, it will amplify that. So that is a biggie. Imposter syndrome is massive. Yeah. So people just hit that, cup, that, that point 
where they feel incredibly self-conscious. They feel judged. A lot of people feel very judged. They feel that they have to hide what they're doing because they don't want to fail. Fear of failure, that's huge. Confidence. So all of those things. And it's finding out what is holding people back. And you can't just tell somebody not to be stressed. That's the worst thing you could do to stress that person. You've got to find out what the root cause is. And sometimes I can't cover that. I can't, but I can help people to identify. And then I might be able to find them an expert who can help them. EFT, RTT, something like that, that will, you know, a therapist, hypnotherapist. So, but I do bring those people in sometimes. I've, I've brought them in on my podcast because I have a podcast um, or brought them into the, you know, to my membership because sometimes you know, I can't do everything. We have to know our limitations of yeah. what we can help people with. Um, and we should never pretend that we're an expert in the field that we're not. So for me, it's about helping people to identify what they need. And, how, and sometimes, you know, we, we need help. It, we, it's great to know when you should seek help, whether it's <laughs> a mentor like myself, whether it's somebody like yourself where I came to you to do my my website because it was something that was like this little devil on my shoulder going it's not good enough it's not good enough because I built it myself and although it was probably functional you know I knew that it wasn't as good as it could be it was bothering me so sometimes we've got to identify I did a, a boot camp day recently and everybody during that day identified the one thing that they would feel great if they cleared and everybody had different things. For one person, it was that they were uh, quite having quite negative thoughts, sort of, they were quite hard on themselves. So we talked about doing you know, gratitude, the power of that and, and reflecting on the positives. And someone else, it was about their finances. So we said, right, you need to sort this out. You need to get a professional to help you because of the way, without going into too much detail, their finances were overcomplicated and it was really holding them back and they were thinking about it every day. So sometimes we just need somebody to say this, you know, what is it that is your biggest issue and holding you back the most and that you can't move on without resolving? And that's the sort of thing I help people to do. The answers are already there. My, my role is to uncover it to help them to find a way forward. I think though when we're in the weeds ourselves as such, it's difficult to see. And you do need somebody to help you gain that bigger perspective so that you can actually see what the problem is. And like you say, there's quite a lot of gremlins there that, that many of us deal with to a greater or lesser extent. And it's it's very easy to say, Oh, I don't suffer from any of those and then but actually when you think about it, you probably do. <laughs> Yeah. And I do, uh, whenever I work with people, we always start with reflection. You know, where am I right now? How am I feeling? Because in life and in business, what we're always doing is chasing a feeling. You know, we want our business to make us feel a certain way. We want our lifestyle to make us feel a certain way. So what we're actually doing in creating a business and what our vision is doing is leading us to want to a, an emotion. Mm whether that's freedom, confidence, happiness, whatever it happens to be, when we buy something, 
when we decide where to go on holiday, we're always chasing feelings. So our business and the way we build it should bring us that feeling. And it doesn't have to be one day I will feel like this. We can start feeling it today through the way we run our business. So ultimately what we're always doing is chasing a feeling. But we can do things every day that create that feeling. We can start living it now. So that's what you, that's what a good mentor will understand or a coach, if you're working with a coach, will under, want to understand and want to find out how do you want to feel? How can you build a sustainable business and a future, but also start now so that you're getting that feeling? And, and that's what, when you think about your why, you think about your vision board, there's a feeling. There's a feeling in there. So if you can build a business and have that feeling from, from today, the way you get there, like I said earlier, the journey might be different from, for everybody. We might all be, you know, if 10 of us were all wanted the feeling of freedom, we would all go about it in a different way. So we all have to find our route to freedom. And we need to start doing things today that make us feel free in our business, in our life. So that's, that's always something that I'm very mindful of as well, is how people want to feel. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I guess that's the difference between self-employment and corporate in that the feeling that you're chasing usually when you're in a corporate world is actually slightly different to one. And I know like, like me, you work with mainly women, or I certainly work mainly with women um, who are what I call second career and usually their career of passion um, rather than whatever they went into post-school or university or, or, or whatever, which they may have enjoyed and it may have served them well at the time, but they're often now doing something where they are chasing that feeling of freedom. They want, yes, they want the financial freedom as well as the creative freedom, but it's still freedom. Whereas when they left school, it might have been that they were seeking security and they were um, seeking status as well with the job title that comes with a job. Yeah, I think we've all been there, haven't we? But yeah, when you when you're building your own business, it is more than that. And it is it's your whole life because your your life and your business are so closely intertwined which again can cause issues because sometimes there's a blurring of the lines, mm. especially when we are planning our days, things like that. You've got a lot of tasks that if you, if you think of all your life admin, you could easily employ somebody to do all your life admin. Yes, I just ignore that. Yeah, yeah. All that life admin that you have, that is almost what a PA does for an exec, you know. And that is, they are paid to do that every day. <laughs> There's so much, but it, when you work from home and when you're, particularly when you're self-employed, that all gets blurred. So it's sometimes good to slightly unblur those lines and realize that give yourself more credit for the amount of work you do just because it's not part of your business. You're still doing a job in running a home. That's pretty much a full-time job in itself. And people get paid to do that because it is a job. So when we're planning our time, I do a lot of time management, productivity, that kind of thing with people, because that's often a first step or a quick win for them to feel empowered. 
And that's what we're here to do. We're here to empower people. We're not here to dictate to people. We're here to empower people. But one of the first things I do is help them to manage their time because the amount of things that people are trying to fit into a short space of time, if we can unblur those lines a little bit, it does help. Um, yeah. And it helps people to realize I've achieved a lot. We, we set ourselves unrealistic expectations of what's achievable in the time we have. But when we actually look at the amount of demands we have, not just from business, but from our home life as well, we need to be kind to ourselves. We need to understand that you know, we're only one person. There's only so much we can do and to manage our expectations. Yeah, and especially during the school holidays. Um, yes. In the episode last week, I talked about, you know, how you can get snatches of time during during the holidays. And I think particularly during the school holidays, we've got to step back and we've got to recognise that, it, certainly if you've got children, um, that life doesn't continue as normal and our working week is going to look different. But the feeling of overwhelm, which is something that I know a lot of my clients find that they struggle with and a lot of female entrepreneurs struggle with maybe men do too I don't know but anyway <laughs> what are the what are some of the things that people can do so that they no longer feel so overwhelmed in terms of practical things that you could advise people to do so overwhelm is usually because our mind and our time are cluttered there's just so much in our heads, we hold on to so many thoughts and we are bombarded by information these days. So we're not really designed for this amount of information. So when our minds are that cluttered, the best thing to do is to get it out. So write it all down and get it out, get your ideas out, find somewhere to. And if you can have little systems for this, it's great. So you're always collecting similar things in a similar place. So for example, if you've got lots of business ideas, you've got a system to collect those. If it's literally a brain dump of all the things you've got to do, that is your master to-do list. Now a master to-do list is a catch-all list and people say, but my list never ends. That's okay. It's not supposed to because life doesn't stop. But then what you want to do is extract from that and create those daily to-do lists. So daily to-do lists, and this is based on something called the Ivy Lee method, is just up to six things. So no more than six. They need to be valuable. They need to be a priority. So when you look at your capsule list, you can go through it and say, I want to do the four Ds. Do I delete, delegate, defer, or do? So you delete anything that's not valuable. You delegate anything that you, you can delegate to someone else that you shouldn't be doing yourself. You defer those great ideas that you do want to do, but now is not the right time and do the others. And from that do list, you can extract six things up to six things. Sometimes it will be one or two a day, and that will be your daily to-do list. It's achievable. You're going to have a winning day because you can tick everything off. Um, some as you do need to know how long each thing takes we often underestimate how long things take because we don't take into account that we need to have breaks or that we have to set up our workspace and our mind and get fine stuff and guilty <laughs> <laughs> yes so we think something's going to take 20 minutes when in fact it takes 40 um, and switching between tasks takes time so we need to get better at understanding how long things take 
And then we just work through our list. We don't add on anything that we've already done just so we can tick it off. And people do that all the time. But the only person they're kidding is themselves because what your daily to-do list is about progress. So you don't want to put on things that you can just tick off because that's not progress. And you don't want to put on anything that takes a couple of minutes because you can just get on and do that. Um, So you want to put on things that are going to develop your business you might have something that is a bit of me time or you know well-being to make sure that you factor that in because if we don't factor it in it gets pushed to the side as does often business development and then some other you know some other tasks that you want to get done maybe something on a deadline but we do need to make sure that we factor in some business development so that's a good way of decluttering our mind and the same with our time so look at what you're spending your time on and I have a great method that is color coding weekly so I have a weekly planner you color code it so that you're dedicating time to each area of your life so your business gets time your family gets time you have time and it's also good to share with the family so that they can see when their time is and when your working time is so there can be some boundaries around it. And it also means that you're not doing a bit of housework here and a bit of work here and another bit of housework here. You're actually kind of blocking out dedicated time because if you keep switching, multitasking is actually task switching. You can't do more than one thing at a time. So um, that can also become overwhelming if you're switching from one to the other to one to the other. So just try to work through things until they're completed, if you can. It's not always possible. And with the school holidays, your priorities are different. You know, the kids are, are important. You don't get this time forever. But there are things that you can put into place where you can at least maintain your business. You know, the business development, the big projects might need to wait till after the holidays. But if you're savvy with your time, you can keep things ticking up away you don't need to walk away completely so some people literally get so overwhelmed that they shut off and they just don't deal with their business for the whole holidays but actually with maybe you know an hour a day and it could be early in the morning it could be late at night you know whenever you you need to do it this is the joy of doing what we do but there should be enough space in the day to keep things ticking along yeah, I must admit, I find when I, rather than children being on holiday, when we go on holiday, um, so when I'm not frantically rushing around, they're the times when actually all the business ideas strike and you suddenly think, I've been grattling with this thing for as to how to do it for months. And suddenly you sit on a sun lounger or, you know, you're, you've got cocktail in your hand and suddenly, ping, you get this, you know, oh, I know I could, you know, this is what I need to do. Um, that was the most convenient time to get those ideas, but certainly when your brain is less cluttered, yeah. that's that's when the ideas come out. Yeah, absolutely. When we try to force an idea and it's not coming to us, when we then step back, our brain, our subconscious, is still trying to figure it out. We don't realise it's happening, but it's still working in the background. So that's why when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're in the shower, thing, that idea, the solution is clear as day. When you were really trying to think about it, it wouldn't come because your brain was busy and it was and it was cluttered. What I, another thing I've done a lot of recently is to learn to step back. So when I do feel that overwhelm or I feel that things aren't working fast enough, I've learned to go against my intuition. You know, it's counterintuitive to slow down 
when your instincts are telling you to speed up, actually the best thing you can do is slow down. So now I just completely step back, maybe in a journal, maybe I do something, you know, completely different, go, or go for a walk. I do, I do a lot of thinking on walks. Um, and that, yes, the, it just comes and I allow the space when we were talking earlier before we came on about a name I'd come up for some, for, for something. And that's because I didn't force it. I didn't try too hard because I know from the past when I really tried to think of something, it eludes me. As soon as I step back and let it go, the perfect idea comes to mind. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Now, I've got loads more that I would love to ask you, but um, <laughs> but slightly conscious of time. So I'm actually going to jump ahead and just can you talk about, obviously, a lot of the theme of these podcasts is about marketing and about websites, which we will come on to. But in terms of marketing, I always find it really interesting to understand where people find their clients. So can you explain how you get clients, where they find you? Yeah, sure. So it started off networking. So as I said, when I came back, I wanted to build a network of people around me, just not necessarily, they didn't have to become clients, but just other business women um, in the local area. So I started off networking and that's where I filled my first workshops and made some fantastic connections. And I found some really nice networking groups. You, do, you need to try them. You know, I know you've talked about this on your podcast before about the fact that there are just so many choices out there and it doesn't have to be all suits in your room. It doesn't have to be high pressure. There are lots of different ways to network. So I found some great networking um, groups to belong to and then once people start to work with me there's been a lot of word of mouth people um bringing you know, friends to my free content uh people advising their friends that they should work with me i've done some facebook lives on my page people have found me that way and then signed up to work one-to-one -one because it's a way of seeing how i work what i talk about listening to somebody's voice, feeling that you know them. So I'm a big fan of giving people a taster of what it's like to work with me because it makes that, that leap from the unknown and not really knowing who somebody is. Maybe they're a name, maybe you've never heard of them, but it's a massive jump to put the trust of your business in someone else's hands. You know, you know they're not handing over to me, but it's a very vulnerable position to be in and an investment. So people are not going to make that giant step without either knowing somebody who's already worked with me. And I encourage people to talk to people who have worked with me to get their take on it. Cause I can of course say, well, yes, I can help you. But sometimes we need to do our due diligence. And so word of mouth is very valuable or talking to somebody who's already worked with me, that's super valuable so that you can get an unbiased point of view. <laughs> um, I run challenges. So that's been, I started doing that this year. That's been a great way of, again, showcasing what it's like to work with me for a week. So everybody, get, they get a quick win every day. So my challenge is based at the moment on getting an hour back every day. That's such a simple concept and one that's easy to grasp. But once they come in, they've usually done that by day two. But every day they're getting techniques to get back time, to plug all those time leaks that we have mm. every day. So people can see that it works and they get an idea of me, how I work. 
So again, it's it's shortening that gap between wanting to work with somebody and saying yes. And I think a lot of people are very wary of of giving too much away for free, but I think it's incredibly important to build trust. I give a lot away from for free, obviously on this podcast, but also on social media and and chatting to people, and it it makes a big difference. I know if I'm choosing to work with somebody especially if it's a big investment, I want to understand, I want those quick wins. I, because when you get those quick wins for free, you think, wow, this is what I'm getting for free. What would I get if I paid? <laughs> Absolutely. And it is just the tip of the iceberg. This week I've been doing a, smart, a work smarter week in my free group, which is called Fearless. And yes, it's every day they've had tips. They've had things that they can implement straight away. Because that's what people need. They need something tangible. They need to see a difference. They need a quick win. And it needs to be simple. It can't be complicated or too much information. Keep it simple. And it helps people to get to know you, to understand you. And that makes it so much easier for them to then say, like you say, this is free. Goodness, what's, what's behind that, you know, the, the free content is literally the tip of the iceberg. You know, that picture of the iceberg where you've got the tiny bit at the top and it's a huge iceberg below the surface. Because when you then come in to work with me in other, whether it's membership, one-to-one, retreat, whatever it is, you're getting mentoring. You're not just getting new tips and techniques. You're getting that interaction, the option to ask questions. You know, so, And that is where the magic happens mm-hmm. when you can draw out of somebody and dig below the surface. That's where the answers are. And that's why working with somebody really helps to do that. Because as you said, when you're in the trenches, when you're in the day to day and you're busy, you can't see the wood for the trees. And it's often something that you can't do on your own, which is why sometimes we all need to seek help. All of us do. All of us need somebody to work with in some capacity at some time. It's just about finding the right person. Yeah. And then I've got my podcast as well. So as you know, it helps people to understand who you are. So I did a series of short episodes with lots of techniques and tips. And I've done a second um, series so that's more about the mindset behind productivity because it's all about time management and productivity. And it gives people an idea of the topics that you cover to hear your voice. So I'll have met people who say, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm like, I don't know this person. (laughs) But it's because somebody has said, you need to listen to this podcast. So it's a step along the way. Like we said, to go from a stranger to handing over your hard-earned cash and the trust that's a huge leap. So you need steps for people to take along the way. You would, if it was you, you would. So we can't expect just because we know we can help somebody, we can't expect them to take that leap of faith. It's like jumping from the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs. People need to take steps. They need to do their due diligence, see evidence, maybe have some experiences with you or have a mutual friend who has worked with you. There need to be steps that they take to go from not knowing who you are, to trusting you and investing in you. 
I like that analogy, the staircase. I might pinch that one, actually. <laughs> I use it all the time. But it's very true. People do think that they only need to be seen once and people will work with them. And that might be true for certain smaller value impulse buys, but for a lot of people in who run service-based businesses, that just doesn't happen at all. You, there are lots of steps. And I'm sure you're the same, but I've had people who've been following me for months or years and then will become clients. Yeah, absolutely. It happens all the time. And they just need, it needs to be the right time. It's not just about whether it's right or wrong. It also needs to be the right time. And they need to be ready. So when you have discovery calls or connection calls, whatever you want to call them, with somebody and they're not ready, they're not ready. Mm. You, it's, it can be frustrating. You know that you could help this person. It has to be the right time for them. You have to respect that. In that they're not, they just need a little bit more time. You know, it might just be that they're not ready to invest at all. You don't know what the reason is behind that. You have to respect it. And yeah. yes, people can talk to you for a long time. And people will say, oh, yes, I'm going to join a membership at some point. They do my challenge and they join. It was what they needed. They needed to see how it worked. Or they want to do something, but they just want to talk to somebody who I've worked with before about it. That's what they need. I understand it. I'm a great researcher. When I go on holiday, believe me, I have researched 27 Greek islands, 100 different hotels, flights, you name it. I've done it because that's the way, what I need to do. So why would I expect anyone else to be any different? You know, we have to respect that people need to research. Some people are very impulsive. Yeah. Some people need to do the work and to know and be confident they're making the right decision. I totally respect that. Absolutely. Um, and I want to go on talking of making the right decision. Um, I built your website earlier this year. <laughs> and just can you explain to people why, because obviously you had a website before that, but why you de decided it was time for a new one and why you decided to outsource that to somebody and indeed why you chose me? So I had built a website. In fact, I built two, I think. Um, and my website. I'm, I have no regrets about doing that because it taught me a lot about the back end of a website. I learned a huge amount from it. And I was proud of what I'd done, but I was never, ever happy with it. I always felt that it wasn't, I wasn't proud to send people there. And I knew, and <laughs> I'm like a lot of people, I'm a bit of a control freak. And I think that, well, I can learn this. Nothing stopping me, you know, and I'm perfectly capable, but mm. that's kind of not the point. Yes, you can do it, but should you do it? Yeah. And it was fine as a first. And I think that, you know, when you start out, if you want to build a super simple website while you work your business out, while you develop it, while you tweak and decide what your business is going to look like in the future, there's nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point where your business has evolved and you need your your website to represent that. And my website wasn't really representing that anymore. And it was always something that was bothering me. And I would go in and I always felt it was half finished. It wasn't right things. I just wanted to tweak it. And then I'd go down a rabbit hole and I'd this day on something ridiculous. And then so then I wouldn't look at it for six months because I didn't want to do that. And then yeah, so I was never, ever, and I knew I was never going to be. So I came to you for a discovery call to go through my prep 
current website. I think I always knew that I was going to go down the get a new one route, but like I was just describing about sometimes people need to go through a process first and I needed to get a bit of an audit done first. And I was halfway through making the changes that you suggested. And I thought, what am I doing? I just need a new website. So at that point, there was no going back. I knew exactly what I needed to do. And I kind of was always known. But like I say, you just sometimes have to, you know, come to that realisation that just get on with it, just do it. So that's when I said, please build me a new website. And the process was super easy. I'd, I'd met you... Um, I don't know if we'd ever spoken, but we were in mutual networking groups. Yeah. And I also, I love the website she built for several people I knew, like Jade, the photographer, people like that. And I, I looked at more of them to see lots of different websites that you built. So I got a good idea because you like to do my research. <laughs> and I just thought, this is perfect because... I loved what you'd created. I loved the simplicity of the websites. I loved the feel. The feel was, I loved the feel of those websites. A lot of them were for women and service-based businesses. And I just thought, yeah, I want a website like that. But I know that when I work with you, you will tailor it to me. Um, you'll be able to advise me so that I don't overload it because I'm very guilty of putting too much on my website and trying to say too much. So I knew you're not alone there. Yeah, I knew you'd help me to pare it back and simplify it. Uh, so that's kind of what I needed. And the process was easy. Communication was easy. And yeah, it, it was easy process. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that I did it because now... I'm very proud to send people to my website <laughs> and I don't constantly think that it needs changing and overhauling and all that. I'm very, 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 it's a massive weight off my shoulders. Massive. I was going to say, it's one of those gremlins that, that you Oh, yes. Off. Yeah, it was totally, it was a big gremlin. It was like this, you know, like this, you know, devil on my shoulder that just kept saying, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. You can do better. And then I thought, well, no, I don't need to do this. I need to hand it over to an expert. I don't need to control everything. I don't, just because I can doesn't mean I should. And there are people out there that are expert in this. I know someone who's an expert in this. He makes beautiful websites. Stop buffing around with it and just hand it over to an expert. So, yes. It- well, I'm very glad you did. And I think it's, I mean, I, I love the look of it. And like you say, it's, yours looks very different to the others that you liked because it's very much you. Obviously, it's got things like your branding uh, colours and your images and your words. But even just in terms of layout and look and feel, it's it's different because it's it's you and it's been designed bespoke for you. Um, before I come on to some quick fire questions, um, would you like to let everybody know where they can find you? Yes, so I have a website, which is libby-knight.com. Beautiful website. And what I love about, I was thinking about this earlier, what I love about a website is it's almost like this, the hub in the middle of a wheel because it points you to your podcast and points you to your blog. And then it's got all your social media handles on it and it points you to a course or whatever it happens to be. So it's almost like that hub in the middle of your business. And when you go to someone like Instagram, it's like looking at the shop window. When you then 
point somebody to your website it's like browsing around and you know finding out more and so that's what I love about it so that's my website very beautiful very proud of that and and then I'm found on Instagram under Libby Knight that's Libby.Knight underscore I'm on social media my page is Libby Knight and my new free Facebook group is called um, Fearless and it's about bringing your big ideas to reality. So come and join us over there. Um, I've just done, a, as I say, a week on working smarter, and that's all recorded, and so you can find all that in there and catch up on that. Um, and I have, and then I work, I have a membership called the Pop Business Boutique, and that is where I provide mentoring every month for women in business three times a month. And we have workshops, and there's a hub of resources, um, I'm also on LinkedIn, and I think that's about it. Well, it's also the name of your podcast as well. Productivity for Profit. So Brilliant. productivity is something that people have always come to me for, and time management. So, yeah, lots of information, techniques, uh, all sorts of short. So the first series, very short, 10-minute episodes, because it's, to be productive you don't want to listen to two hours of me rambling on so it's short succinct actionable techniques that you can apply to your business brilliant and i will put the links to all of those in the show notes for anybody who wants to find you so finally i have some quick fire questions for you um so first of all your favorite podcast doesn't have to be business other than mine and yours of course obviously <laughs> Um, so I love listening to Gabby Bernstein. So I love it when she, when people get gabbed. So she mentors people live on online. And yeah, I just love that because it's more of that mindset side that I've been working on. So I don't tend to listen so much to the practical side for me. And for my books that I listen to, my audible, books, I love listening to podcasts, but also audible. And often it is mindset stuff. Um, but I do also love Rachel Rogers. So she's got a book called um, We Should All Be Millionaires and it's for the money mindset side and she has a great podcast. She helps marginalised groups, women, LGBTQ, you know, all that, the groups of people that have challenges because of the way they sit in society, you know, the daily challenges that they have where they're marginalised and, and helps them to create wealth despite additional issues that face every day. So I love that as well. I love her book and that led me on to listen to the podcast. I've not come across her before, so I will um, we'll have to have a look. It's always good to get new podcast recommendations, which is actually the reason that I ask this question because um, if people are listening to this as a podcast, then they're going to be interested potentially in other podcasts. So the more that we can help people find new and great podcasts, um, the better. And, and what about, I know you've mentioned a couple of books there, but what about a favourite business book or, or business mindset book? Yes. Yeah, so um, again, on the apart from Rachel's book on money mindset, I've just discovered somebody called Lenka Tonska, and she does energetic sales and marketing. So that is looking at your energy um, and it's, she's quite good because there's a lot of concepts that perhaps if you are quite a practical person 
or you've worked in corporate and then you go to the completely woo-woo side. She kind of meets you in the middle and explains things in a, in a way that is easily digestible and that you don't have to take too much of a leap in that direction. Um, and I think it, she really helps you to look at things in a different way, slow down um, and less of the... So for me, productivity is about doing the right thing at the right time. And sometimes doing less is actually, you should be doing less, not more. And that's sort of the concept is about how your energy affects your sales and marketing. And that's something that I sometimes need to remind myself, you know, you go into the practical side of marketing, that it's sort of marketing by numbers and sometimes it's about energy. So I'm fascinated by that sort of side of things. Um, I've also been reading Susan Payton's book, The Business of Stories, because I'm trying to storytelling into my business and into my marketing because I think you can explain some great concepts or talk about your previous experiences or how you came to do what you do because we don't necessarily want to learn from people who find things easy we like to learn from people who have overcome so when it comes to things like time management that's not was as a child at all that's the ditzy one up to this late unorganized and I've had to learn how to be all of these, you know, to be a good, good at time management and organization against all those beliefs that I felt about what I was in that area and the labels that I carried around with me. So sometimes when we overcome, you want to, you want to work with someone who's, who's done that, who's learned to change rather than somebody who it's more super easy. Because yeah, so I think that the stories can, can convey that, and so uh, that's a super easy book to read. She's quite; she seems to be popping up. And it's obviously topics that's quite hot. But I think just reading her book, I, I, I was just thinking all these stories I've got. And she has a lovely exercise where you create your story timeline your whole life and you can you just suddenly see relevant stories and tell don't want to tell everything some of it will be totally irrelevant but a lot of it you could apply to business or help people so yeah so that's a good one so yeah lots of no that's great and and actually they're two books that I've not heard of before and again, it's always good to get new book recommendations. And certainly that second one, I'm definitely putting on my August business book reading list. I'm not very good at reading business books. I'm not very good at reading books, actually. I listen to a lot of podcasts. But I'm determined in August, I am going to try and actually read some business books. And I might do a podcast episode on what I find from reading those. So uh, Susan Payton's one is, is definitely going to go on there. And uh, finally... A piece of business advice for somebody, whether they are first starting out in business or maybe they've been going for a couple of years, uh, what could what advice could you give them? So I think I've touched on this before, is about finding how you can build your business. You don't need to do it like everybody else has because your business is unique. Your why is unique. We all want to have impact and we want to make change we see a discrepancy we see something we want to change and that's what our businesses tend to be built on and that's very personal we are not robots we are individual organic evolving humans 
And we we need to find the methods that align with how we feel, our values, how we learn. We talked about earlier about school and we were all supposed to fit in boxes and we don't. So find your way of working and find ways that help you to do that, whether that's a course, working with somebody. Um, so I think that's the most important thing you can do is surround yourself with the right people and learn the right techniques that help you to build your business your way. Brilliant. That's very, very good advice. Thank you so much, Libby. That has been uh, probably the longest episode that I've done so far on the podcast, um, which is slightly ironic, but um, <laughs> but it's been um, it's been packed full of really good stuff. So especially on the mindset. Um, so thank you ever so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been nice to be on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.